in this cross yas chit chat, Sierra and I give updates of our lives and the world since our last chit chat. We talk President Biden and his executive orders for transgender people. I discuss a little of what life's like since getting married to Kirsten. And then we end our little chit chat on the joy that is our Discord that we started over two months ago. Oh, we also answer the question of the month for February, as you all know, is the love month. But the question of the month is, and if you haven't heard it yet, it is, who was your first crush and what made you love them so much? So if any of this sounds appealing or even remotely intriguing to you, well, keep listening. This is episode 88 of the Cross Yas podcast. So shall we chit chat? Yas! Yas, yas, yas. Yas, 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 yas. Cross Yas podcast. Which is am here so. Yas! Yas! Yas, 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 yas. Yas, yas, yas. Cross Yas chit chat. Which is El and Sierra. Welcome back to uh, Cross Yas Chit Chat that I love doing every time. This is so much fun because I love talking to you and because you're awesome. I don't know. I just love, I love, I love you. It's that mutual kind of love girl. That you're just For like, sure. Mutual love. You're one of my favorite people of all time. And I hope that, like I say this every time, but I hope that other people are as delighted with us as we are with ourselves <laughs> and with talking to one another. <laughs> I, I feel like I feel like people like these episodes, but I feel like it's also kind of self-indulgent because I just have a great time anytime I get to talk to you like this. I know, right? I mean, I can't wait till we do a cross yas chit chat in like person where we're either getting shit face drunk or just indulging <laughs> in really good food or just shit talking stuff. You know, like I, I want to just trash talk certain things that I love doing with you, like on here, but I would love to do it in person just because I love I love seeing your face. You know, I love watching like you know how how that those kind of like mannerisms that you can't really get i mean i'm i'm shaking my shoulders and kind of shaking my head but i mean you don't get that mm -hmm. unless you actually see it yeah very true and you know one thing you, you mentioned three things that we could possibly do together and i would suggest that maybe we consider combining all three of those things i think oh. we can we can get drunk we can shit talk and we can have great food i love to cook yeah. so i'll i'll make something yeah. amazing yes and if any we again one of our first like events that we could do it with like a group of people like tanya and um lily and all these other people would probably be like a like a round table of just like eating food recording each other just like talking and dressed up ah just sounds amazing and it will happen soon and i feel like every time we do these conversations too like we spend half our time talking about how much we just can't wait to hang out <laughs> oh my god right but that it's so crazy. true <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait but um anyways since we've last talked a lot of things have happened we last talked right after the capitol hill riot which is crazy mm -hmm. that's almost a month ago which feels like a year ago but so many things have happened in just two or three weeks but um yeah, we have a new president. We have um, like it, it feels just like it feels almost like we're back to normal in some ways. And like there's this not there's not this existential dread just hanging over our shoulders anymore. Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. In the same way, at least. Seeing Donald Trump leave was a relief, but it was also like, please don't come back. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I was like, like, stay in that limousine or stay in that helicopter. Like, don't come out. And he came out and I was like, please don't come back. Just, I don't know. That's yeah, whatever he does, just like stay away forever. Stay away. It's like what we really need. Right, right. But that happened um, on the 20th of last month. Jeez, it feels like, was that just like two weeks ago? Holy crap. It feels like, again, like a year ago because of how, I don't know. It seems, it seems no, like it a feels, dream too. 
I don't know. It does. It feels so long ago. And it, it's hard to imagine that that was only like a week and a half, two weeks ago. And it just makes the whole previous four years just seem like it was some weird post-apocalyptic nightmare or something like that. I know. I know. But um, good things have happened since uh, Biden um, became president. I don't know. If, I know we wanted to talk about this, especially I know how much you wanted to talk about his executive orders, but mm-hmm. some positive news for the transgender community. I don't know if you want to get into that, Sierra. Oh, of course. There has been some really incredible news in terms of his executive orders and just things that in general have have made, have signaled at least that the new administration is much more accepting and much more willing to kind of embrace transgender Americans as just belonging to American society. So like, let's start with something really stupid and simple, but that was still just amazing to see. And that is like the day that the Biden administration took over the White House website on their contact forum. They started including pronouns and they started including options for titles that included um, titles that that applied to non-binary people like mix. And they they included a whole variety of different pronouns that people could select for communication. And I mean, what that says is just like a signal that that the administration is willing to not just listen to us, but like know who we are and affirm who we are and listen to us. And it was, it's a small little gesture, but it, it was like repeated so many times on Instagram by so many people. And it was talked about so much because like those little gestures mean something in terms of just like acceptance in general. And so it was very, very encouraging to hear that. Yes. And it's so simple. Like all you had to do was just change one thing, but I'm sure there was some like lobbying group that said no to like the previous administration saying you can't do that. No, there's no way you can do that. It's, it's going to signal all these different things, but it's like, really, really? Yeah. It's, it, it shows like when you, when you really look at how simple some of these things are and like the power of a gesture like that, it just shows how much of an asshole you kind of have to be to like say that that shouldn't be done. Like if, if all you have to do to like show someone the full respect that they want is to like put a field on an online forum, asking them for their pronouns and their title and giving them options that reflect uh, transgender identities and then like non-binary identities or gender non-conforming identities, like what a low stakes way of just showing people that you care. And I mean, it's, it's almost like, the bar really couldn't be much lower than just doing that. That's like the very least you could do, but it's still something. And like, there has been sometimes at least over the last four years, there's been so little done that's positive from the federal government for the transgender community that even that slightest little bit of progress seemed like a, a, a really big and encouraging development. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's not the only thing he's done. What else has he done, Sierra? Well, there are two other big things and I'll start by encouraging everyone to learn more about the new executive order that uh, President Biden signed on his first day in office, I believe, that um, that set up a new kind of mandate for gender. Okay, can we can we pause this for a second? I have a yeah, yeah, go ahead. (laughs) Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. (laughs) I want to make sure I'm saying exactly the right thing, because I actually Mm -hmm. did take the time to prepare notes on this the other week. For sure, for sure. Yeah. So Okay, let me let me start by let me go back sure, to sure. getting this right about his executive order. Sure, sure. So, mm-hmm. so President Biden on I believe his first day in office signed an executive order banning discrimination on the basis of gender identity or sexual orientation. So it's pretty widely sweeping, and it actually references a number of the recent court cases that have um, defined 
or at least taken a broader approach to defining gender identity as being inclusive of transgender identity and actually interpreting discrimination protections as applying to gender identity as a kind of dimension of sexual identity. And the interesting thing about this order is that it, it really touched upon and explicitly mentioned a, a variety of different contexts. So it, it mentioned the fact that school children should feel free to use the restrooms of the gender with which they identify. They should be able to do the same with locker rooms. They should be able to participate in sports, as well as just for everyone, equity in employment and equal access to employment. Again, not special treatment, but just equal access. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. What else, girl? I know you've got more. I know you want to I know you want to elaborate. I know you do. <laughs> Well, the other um, executive order was um, the the other really prominent one was the one that that rescinded the Trump administration's uh, ban of transgender openly transgender people serving in the U.S. military, and that was just a huge, huge deal. And it's allowing a lot of people who have been serving secretively or or serving uh, who who have been kind of grandfathered into the system having served before or like who were actually denied the, the right to serve um, despite citizenship um, because of this ban. It, it's just making access to that profession uh, much easier for openly transgender people. And it's been really interesting just seeing the developments with this in the sense that uh, I have a good friend now who has um, been advocating for transgender inclusion in the military for years. Her name is Blair McIntyre. She had served in the Michigan Army National Guard and was on active duty for a while as well and was one of the plaintiffs, lead plaintiffs, challenging this ban, at least within the Michigan National Guard. She dropped her lawsuit after this ban was uh, repealed by the Biden administration. And it's just been a very big deal, the fact that um, the community really one with this and convinced the Biden administration that this was a priority. And so even without legal action, we were able to get that done. And it's just, it's super exciting to see. And I'm just so proud of everyone who advocated for that for so long, including my friend Blair, who's now been interviewed in all kinds of media outlets and is just doing an amazing job representing the transgender community. Yes, yes. It, it seemed like almost a, a gimme, right? Just like, hey, Joe Biden, just let transgenders serve in the in the in the military. I don't know why Trump I know maybe it was again, maybe some lobbying group or whatever, or just I mean again, maybe anti just transphobia on Donald Trump's administration, but it's like it seemed so easy. No? I don't know. Is it just you and I or is it just am, am I well, wrong? No, I mean that you're you're absolutely right. And I think what was going on was kind of a signaling that it was a signaling from from President Trump to his base, that he takes their kind of moralistic objection to transgender identity seriously. And so it was very easy for him to just issue that ban. He didn't care. I'm sure he didn't care personally, but his constituents cared. Many of them cared. And it was like a way of signaling that he was with them. It happened very early in his administration. And from that little action that he took, I, I I really do believe just to appease his constituency and show them that he was standing with them on moral issues or what they view as, as moral issues. He right. uh, really made life difficult for an incredible number of people. We're talking thousands of people who, who have been serving in the military or want to serve in the military. And it was just a senseless exclusion. And 
one thing that's just so mind-boggling about that is that here we have people who wanted to serve this country and we've had problems recruiting enough people and the right and people who have the qualifications to do certain jobs or certain roles in service to this country and to exclude people at a time when it's already difficult to recruit just seemed completely foolish and so it was as simple for president biden as signing pen to paper to reverse this really stupid order but that's that simplicity of it kind of ignores the fact that there has been a lot of advocacy behind the scenes or even very openly among the transgender community this whole time and that this was really seen as a win for the community in, in the sense that now people are able to openly serve and everyone benefits when um, when the people who want to serve are able to serve uh, and get that employment and also just provide legitimate service of value to this country yes yes i mean Shout out to everybody willing to serve. I don't have that kind of bravery. I, I don't want to do For it. For sure. Exactly. If some some trans person or some LGBTQ person in the community wants to do it, by all means, you 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 have my permission and you should have the government's permission to do it openly and willingly. And you should get benefits based on whether or not you are anything to serve. You're willing to serve. You should be, in my opinion, you should be able to get all the benefits you need. Absolutely yeah. right. And so it just makes sense that this executive order, that the Trump executive order was rescinded and that the Biden administration is now welcoming transgender Americans to serve again. It's just, it's great news and it's long overdue. Agreed, agreed. But um, so I did read on, I just sent you the quote mm -hmm. and I'll read it. It is regarding President Biden's other executive order that you were talking about regarding, you know, boys can, if they identify as female or you know they're born this way and then want to want to be involved in the sports that they identify as far as their gender people are having issues with it and i'll read one quote that i read in the usa today where women's groups are unhappy with how the blanket statement basically of all boys can compete in women's sports if they so choose to and this is one of the quotes i um put on here it says while the details of president's President Biden's executive order remained fuzzy, asking women, no, requiring them to give up their hard-won rights to compete and be recognized in elite sport with equal opportunities, scholarships, prize money, publicity, honor, and respect does the cause of transgender inclusion no favors. Hogsheed Makar said, I think that's the lawyer fighting for this. Um, she also says, it engenders justifiable resentment, setting back the cause of equality throughout society. In either extreme position, full inclusion or full inclusion in sport, uh, full exclusion in sport will make life much harder for transgender people. We must make sport a welcoming place for all. So your thoughts, Sierra? Well, first of all, you're one of my very favorite people ever. And so when I say this, I mean this with, with a lot of love. You said that boys would participate in girls' sports. I, you're right. I'm sorry. I apologize. Uh, I, would, I would say that we have to make sure we remember that it's it's trans girls who are participating in girls' sports or trans right. women participating in women's sports. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that's an important distinction just because like we have to keep in mind that when someone chooses to identify as such, it's we we have to just accept their gender identity as stated. And it's this is a very challenging kind of quote to unpack in the sense that I think there are several contradictions in here. So she ends by saying, I'm, I'm presuming she, I'm not, I'm not sure, we must make sport a welcoming place for all. 
well, if we're going to make sport a welcoming place for all, then setting up full inclusion as diametrically opposed to full exclusion as being like two morally equivalent alternatives just doesn't make sense to me. So mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. offer full inclusion within a sport shouldn't be some sort of unattainable gold standard for trans athletes. And what is partial inclusion? If like what what is the middle ground there? Like cisgender people never have an issue being fully included in the sports in which they wish to participate. And trans people are often fully excluded. And again, we're not talking about men participating in women's sports. We're talking about trans women and trans girls participating in, in women's and girls' sports. So either you include all women or you don't. And it seems completely unfair to me that we would set a standard for this. And we've talked about this in previous episodes. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, and I, I do get where the resentment comes from in some senses. I, I do. But I don't think that sets back the cause of equality. I think that is a really absurd reaction to just wanting equal treatment. Again, I, I can say again, over and over again, that trans people are not looking for special treatment. We're looking for equal treatment. And looking for equal treatment is not setting back the cause of equality throughout society. If someone resents the fact that someone desires equal treatment, then that's not the problem of the person who is seeking equal treatment. And that's, that's a very tough argument to make, I think, ethically. I totally agree. And again, I apologize for saying boys into girl sports, but that's how they say it, right? Oh, this boy wants to play in these girl sports. It's like, oh, no. I know. I know. Like, I, knew, I knew what you meant by that, but I just yeah, wanted to right. make sure that we, that our listeners know like what standpoint we're taking that we don't see it as boys playing girl sports. We see it as trans mm -hmm. girls participating in girl sports. Yeah. And if you read the article, that's almost what it sounds like. They're, th they're saying mm -hmm. that, oh, these boys are playing with girls. But it's like, no, these boys are trans girls or trans women or trans athletes that, again, identify and are, you know, wanting to be women. So like you talked about, full inclusion, if they are women or they identify as women, then they should be, you know, thing. I would love to do a whole, we'll have a whole debate because this is one of the first topics I want to do a whole debate on or a, a roundtable of like four to five people where everybody has their say, you know. And, and again, it won't be all of the same opinions because I think you and I kind of agree. I want differing opinions. We do. Just so we can go kind of back and forth sort of thing. Yeah, that sounds good. That'd be fun. I know. But um, you're totally right. I, I, I mean, I totally agree with you. Again, if somebody's listening to us and they're saying, no, they're, those are boys. They should be playing with boys. Oh, well, oh, then we will get them on the podcast and we will get into to talking. I'll facilitate because I don't want to. You hear enough of me. We need to hear more of you, Sierra, and more of the other the other opinions because those are valid and we need to hear them and this is a great place where we can talk about those things i don't know that's my kind of thing but i'm so glad you, you talked about it because you you articulate it in a way that i don't think anyone else like myself can can do you're you're well done girl well done well i'm trying my best having had a couple minutes to look at this quote and <laughs> it's 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 a tough situation when you're thinking about like it's funny when you say, like, all opinions are valid. Sometimes I honestly have a hard time seeing all opinions being valid when someone tells me that a trans girl is not a girl or a trans woman Ooh, is not yes. a woman. Yes. Um, 
those are opinions that I think are are simply misinformed and people have every right to hold them, but I don't think they're necessarily valid. Um, that said, I mean, I, I think it's it's worth engaging in discussion about about many different kinds of issues, but we just have to recognize in, in some ways that we have to all agree on some, like a certain set of, of facts. And I think here we can agree upon the fact that like we will recognize people's stated gender identity uh, so people can self-identify and we'll recognize that i mean if if uh, we get people coming around who say that that's not the case first of all like if you're listening to this podcast i sure hope you believe that trans women are women <laughs> if oh, not yeah. i think you're listening to the wrong podcast um, <laughs> oh yeah yeah they have a but, what's his name ben shapiro's on some other stuff you can listen to that crap else. yeah and and if he is listening to this show or if he is Fuck listening you. to this podcast then Fuck yeah you, ben yeah, I mean, maybe you're listening for a reason and come on over to the dark side. We're ready for you and we'll accept you once you give up your bullshit. For reals, for reals. I'd love if he came on the podcast and it would be a lot of like shit talking. And he would, he does, oh, sorry, I don't want to get him a Ben Shapiro like thing. But the way he, he makes stuff sound articulate, but when you like kind of understand his arguments and like reasoning, you're like, what the fuck are you talking about, bro? What? Well, it's yeah. kind of like the quote you just read. Like it's it's yeah, um, right. it, it includes a lot of a lot of well well written sentences with with uh, words that kind of would make you think that this person is stringing together a good argument, but then there are a lot of logical fallacies in it. So people can say things that sound really smart but are very stupid, and or at least are very flawed logically. And that's what we're seeing in a lot of these kinds of cases as people try to like verbally contort their way out of um, giving equal treatment to trans people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I, and when I talk about like all, I, I feel like opinions are valid, but it, it isn't, um, it's not, not open to like critique. Like I think a lot of opinions are stupid, but it's your, mm -hmm. if, it, if you think it's valid, then okay, but let me, let's unpack your opinion and then let's kind of delve deep in, but nobody likes to delve too deep into people's, you know, con you know, ideas or whatnot because it's too much work or no no they said this already and you're like well let's let's dig deeper let's kind of get to the root of the issue but nobody likes putting in work so true we will true. you and i will we will we will dig deep i'm so glad you were able to i and i knew you had so much stuff to say because i read it and i was like is it just me or does this not make sense it just seems stupid i don't know i'm glad you were able to figure it out yeah there are some logical contortions in there that i'm still trying to wrap my mind around <laughs> yeah, it's that 4D chess they love to play. Like what? Huh? <laughs> right. Like huh? But yeah, so that happened this past two weeks ago. The other big thing that happened was for me, Kirsten and I got married. Hmm? Yeah. Yay! That is I so know, exciting. Yeah. I'm so happy for you both. Like it's how was that whole experience? What did you? Because I, I know we were talking for a while about how you might. You were feeling a little bit nervous about that, and then you were kind of stressed about it. But why don't you tell everyone just what that experience was like? It must have been such a wonderful day. Ooh, yes. Well, Kristen and I do a whole episode that we highly recommend you guys listen to. We're going to release it on Valentine's Day. It's already recorded, almost done editing. We're going to release it there. But I can kind of give you a snippet or like a little tiny synopsis of what happened. Um, just long story short, it almost didn't happen. Um, they forgot our wedding date. <laughs> due to covid like that's the, crazy it wasn't on the church calendar so that's something we'll talk about in the valentine's day episode um a lot of things almost didn't happen her wedding dress almost wasn't ready like the day before again we'll dive deeper into that 
also related to COVID. And um, it was a weirdly planned thing. It was because we had to limit the amount of people that could come to our wedding, made it a challenge because originally our original guest list was 300, which also included Sierra. I did invite you late. (laughs) Unfortunately, of course, you know, uh, COVID kind of put a... I had damper hamper on those plans. So mm-hmm. we had to cut it down from 300 to 45 or 50. A couple people dropped out of going due to COVID concerns, which is a total valid reason. But it went off fairly well. I mean, there was some issues and again, it almost didn't happen, but it went okay. And I think the big, the big difference in our wedding and every other wedding, maybe other than the COVID is... Kristen and I have already lived together for over a year. We even bought a house. So, you know, when you get married and I know there's the the arguments that you're not supposed to live with each other prior to marriage, or you can live with each other after you're not supposed to have, you know, you're not supposed to consummate before sex or before your wedding, um, <laughs> which we've, we've done. So <laughs> no, I know. I know. I'm horrified. Absolutely. I don't know if I can continue this episode. So have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> I know we're expecting all the hate mail from all the right. cross yes <laughs> listeners. The the uh the old school uh brick and mortar and brick and mortar, the fire fire brimstone, firestone, fire and brimstone um listeners. So yeah, it's it happened. We are happy. Um we wish we could have a honeymoon, we wish we could have had a reception. That all was canceled due to COVID. Um, so we're still having a reception in August. We are still possibly still having a cross-dressing wedding. When all things clear up, it'll be a cross yes event that will be hopefully live streamed. Shit, that would be amazing if we could live stream that. Um, oh, we have to live stream it. Yeah, we oh, yeah. we have the technical yes. chops to do that, I think. <laughs> and yeah, that was our wedding. And we'll, again, we'll talk about everything on Valentine's Day. And I, I can't wait for you to hear it, Sierra. Just to, you'll just, everybody who's going to hear it is going to be like blown away because it, a COVID wedding is is stressful i mean a regular wedding is already stressful so throw in a fucking covid monkey wrench into that whole situation and you've got a recipe for disaster so oh i can't even imagine like i was i had my wedding the year before and it just made me think so many times about how fortunate we were to do it at that point rather than um this year it's the timing of it just worked out perfectly in some ways yeah and we talk about like it kind of worked out because we were able to live stream our wedding. Um, mm-hmm. And so you could see it. I think we sent you the link. We sent the link to a handful of other people. And what worked out is we sent the link to people that we weren't going to invite to the the original wedding. And we still got gifts from them. So, yes. <laughs> Pretty out. amazing. Yeah. yeah we, we did nice stuff. We did nice things. And, yeah, I mean, we're married now, which is kind of cool. So um, Kirsten's a Mirasol. <laughs> it's kind of funny with the Mr. and Mrs. Mirasol is what we're calling or Mrs. and Mrs. Mirasols, I guess. Sure. I love it. I love it. So yeah, cross yes listeners. If you haven't sent Giselle your gift already, please do so. Yeah. So it's we now take, overdue. Exactly. We'll take uh MasterCard, credit cards, gift cards. Um, I don't know. Um, have birthday cards, Christmas cards, any cards of, of any sorts. We take those. We have a honey fund too. If you guys want to check that out. So <laughs> Anyways, but yeah, weddings. Um, the other big thing I am super happy and excited to talk about, and maybe we'll spend the rest of the episode talking about, is our Discord, which we are recording on now. And thank you, Sierra. And thank you to, was it Tanya who told you to do it? 
Tanya came up with the idea of the Discord. Uh, Tanya is a loyal listener, for those of you who are not familiar. we've I think we've continued a streak of mentioning her in every one of these conversations yes. we've had so yes. far, so let's just keep that going. Yes. Yeah, she came up with it, and it's been an amazing place where we've been having great conversations, and not just chat conversations, but like audio and video conversations almost every day. Yes, yes. And they go late. You bitches go way too fucking late, you wonderful awesome bitches of the cross yes listeners like they go till fucking 2 a.m what the hell i've only done that once and i i was tired and regretted it the next day i'm getting old <laughs> yeah freaking megan shout out to megan um and adelina the main bitches who are there all the time i feel like they've been on their daily i think megan's on a streak of seven eight days or something crazy yeah i'm impressed like Megan is con really consistent and always there and always like really like really running the conversation, guiding the conversation, keeping things really fun. And and it's just been a really great community. So I definitely have to say for any listeners, if you want just a place where you can not just chat with text with other uh, crossdressers or trans people, but if you want to like be able to share pictures of yourself and just talk with people and even like do a video chat or audio chat with others. You got to get on because we're on there all the time. And it's it's really been fun getting to know everyone in this community even better. Yes. And I mentioned on the mo most recent episode, like, yeah, this was the first time I wore makeup in 10 months was for the Discord and for the Cross Yes listeners. And I felt great. Like it felt, I don't know, like it felt, I mean, I guess I was really apprehensive because originally, like I even told you guys, I don't want to go on, you know, I want to get Giselle mm -hmm. ready. But I, mm -hmm. my first time on, I was in guy mode. I was in, you know, I've actually never mentioned my real name on here. Have you mentioned your real name on here, Sarah? Like your boy name? No, I haven't. And probably I don't think I will because I'm going to change my name pretty soon. <laughs> and then Sarah will be my real name. Oh, yay, Sierra. So they all know your real name. So I'll mention my name here once and maybe for a future thing. But my real name... Dun dun dun, guys! Is uh, it, it almost sounds feminine? Like it, it's a mixture of my parents' names. Uh, it's a very Filipino thing to do. Uh, Robert and Myrna. So you get you put them together, and you get my real name is Romir. It's my boy name. It's actually a very beautiful name, isn't it? Oh, thanks. I love it. I, I think it's a great name, and it, and it's like kind of a fun way of of creating something really distinctive um, of like combining names like that. If that's a Filipino thing, like sign me up because that's a cool idea. It is very cool. It is a way to uh, show ownership from parents that they say, mm -hmm. this is my kid because they have part of my name, literally. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's my real name. I, I And it's kind of like the Rochi Mochi thing. So my my Discord name is Rochi Mochi because I've, I've told the the Discord. Um, originally, I wanted my, my uh, cross-dressing name or my trans name or my online pseudonym to be uh, Rochelle because... One of my really good high school friends who's like the cute, cute as a button, literally as small as a button. I think she's 4'11". I think she's still 4'11". She's a small person. And she was the cutest thing that I have probably still ever seen. She's so small and cute that like everyone hugged her and probably made fun of her too much. But she's just super adorable. And I wanted my name to be Rochelle. But then I guess Giselle sounded a little better, which is still funny because L is like the last part of Rochelle or Giselle. But yeah, and for the question of the month for the month of February, I don't know if you want to answer it here, uh, Sierra, but who was your first ever crush and why? What made them a crush? Oh, 
That's my I question. Just, I haven't even thought about that. Right? Um, it's a good question. It's a decent question for the month of for it's the the month of love, right? It's February. Do you have? Do you remember your first crush or ever first crush? I actually like. I really don't. I would have to think about that a little bit. I'm trying to think back to those years. Um, like, was it? A TV I don't know. Show person, was it a person on like mm. you saw in a magazine? Could have been like a. I mean, some people. I mean, they like their cousins. I guess I don't know. <laughs> that could be. No, I, I didn't grow up like being really close to a lot of family, so there wasn't that kind of temptation, okay. I guess. But wow, I don't. I honestly don't know. Like, I think part of my a lot of those kinds of social memories or whatever. I I don't have a lot of them. I I think like because I I felt like dysphoria and everything when I was a kid, and I didn't even really realize what was going on i just kind of i've suppressed a lot of memories from that time but um there was i feel like there was a girl in in there was a nickelodeon show i don't even remember what it was called but it was like two brothers and then there was a girl in that show and i feel like i had a crush on her oh pete and um, pete? yeah 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 there was a girl in that and i, I feel like i had a crush <laughs> on her let's look her up i want to look her up now let's yeah look her up i don't remember <clears throat> Pete and Pete cast. I love Pete and Pete. Huh? Yeah, that was a great show. And I can't remember though, like who that was. And I don't know. My memories of that are like really, <laughs> really fuzzy, but I remember like maybe I had a crush on her or something. Oh, Pete and Pete. I'm trying to look at the girl cast. Yeah, they, I mean, this was like in the 90s. So it was a, quite a long time ago, but oh, let's see. The girls on here are. One, it ran from 1992 to 1996, everyone, for those who were uh, thing. her. It was either Judy Grafe, who, uh, Joyce Wrigley, played by Judy Grafe, or Ellen Hickel, played by Allison Finelli. Hmm. Neither of those sound familiar. I feel like it might have been someone else. But I mean, okay. this, this just shows you how impactful it was on me. <laughs> I don't even remember it now. I just remember two brothers from Nickelodeon is Pete and Pete. So. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure that's. I, I'm positive now. That's what the show was, but I, I just can't remember who the who the girl in the show was. But do you know why? Like, what made you think she was cute, or what? What is it that, like, I guess, were you in like a crush for? Like, oh, I really loved her hair. Oh my god, she had like, cause she she had some sort of impact on you. Do you know what that was? Was it the way she looked? Mm -hmm. the way she, she was as feminine? The way she was a girl? I don't know. I just remember in general, like I was jealous of most girls, like when I was that age, uh -huh. because like, and now of course I realize why that was the case, but it's like, I wanted to, I think what most of the time when I was like attracted to girls, even though like, I'm definitely like attracted to women still today. It's like, mm -hmm. I was at that point, I was, I was more like, Hmm, why, why do you have this nice long hair? And why do you get to right. wear these clothes and do that, do what you're doing? And I think it was more like envy than it was anything else. And so I, I'm not exactly sure what it was, but I, I feel like I kind of, when watching that show, I kind of envied her and maybe like the relationships that she had with some of the characters in the show. Um, just like being, being like the girl best friend to one of those brothers, I think, if I'm remembering correctly. Now you're going to make me want to watch Pete and Pete. Cause I know I, have... I feel like I want, I have to watch this now and like, and, and get back to it and figure out like what it was that I'm remembering because like, I truly can't remember any of the details. Because I mean, for me, and I'll talk about my first crush later in the thing, but I can mention her now. Uh, my first ever crush was, I, didn't, I don't know if you want to, I think, did you go to Catholic school at all? I don't know if you went to Catholic school. No, I, I grew up non-religious. 
Okay. Okay. Well, in Catholic school, I was there for like for like one or two years before it got really expensive, and my mom did just like you're going to public school. It's like perfect. Um, <laughs> there's a part where um, like you have to do communion, where you know it's like you're supposed to receive Jesus and you know kind of you know accept him or whatnot. And as like a you do it like in second grade, but like in first grade, I quit right before I hit second grade. First grade, you're matched up with an eighth grader, and um, you're matched up with an eighth grader just so that they can like. She like hold your hand in church and you're like you're basically with like a really big person and i remember as a first grade seeing this really tall eighth grader by the way she wasn't that tall she was like four foot like 10 or four foot 11 again my my sense of height is varying throughout my lifespan um well of course it's like at that point people were either giants or like or like super giants (laughs) if they were older right but i remember her name was and and if you're out there lady I would love to meet you. I don't know if you're, I, her name is, her last name is probably a change, but I remember her because I remember looking in my yearbook and then finding her afterwards. Her name was Maria Ballesteros. Very cute name. Very cute girl. I remember at the time, but I remember like pairing up with her because, you know, they go, oh, you're the first grader. Okay, you go with this person. You go with this person. They're like, okay, Ramir, you're going to go with her. And I remember seeing her have this gorgeous, like, it almost was like a beret. And she had this mm. beautiful, like, brunette hair. And, like, she was wearing a schoolgirl outfit. Very cute. And I just remember being so enamored with her. I remember, like, I think there's a photo with us taken because it was that day. And my mouth was open the entire time. Not for a kiss or <laughs> just like, Aww. Like, just in awe of this gorgeous little cute eighth grader. And I remember uh, going home. And I remember doing this specifically. I remember putting a heart on her face. Just like a big old heart, not just one, but like several. I was like, "Ooh, I really like her. She's really cool." <laughs> it's so oh, stupid. that's so cute. But then I remember <laughs> getting the reason I remember that heart was because um, when my other my older cousins came over and they saw my yearbook and I don't know they were just looking through it and looking for my photo and they're like they found the page where her face was like freaking hearted up really like really <laughs> extensively and they went up um Ramir um why is there a huge heart around this Maria Ballesteros girl and I was like uh I don't I don't um I don't I don't know I don't, my, my, my pure pre-second grade face was like so scared and like nervous but I remember her just being super fucking cute and just super adorable and Again, I would love to meet her or see her. I'm sure if I could, like, if I look her up on Google or if I try to find her as a Facebook friend, she's totally different. But I just remember, I mean, that probably didn't spur my interest in just in cross-dressing or like femininity. But I just remember being so enamored at her in first grade. What's first grade here? Like six, seven, something like that? Yeah, something like that. And yeah, I mean, even at that young of an age, I knew like, yeah, she's really pretty. That's that's interesting. So was it like, was it like envy that you were feeling or like what what were the feelings you were experiencing if you remember maybe part of it was envy but part of it was just when you recognize beauty if that makes mm. sense when you recognize totally something so gorgeous or so pretty that you again you're basically your mouth is open the entire time because of how astonishing some how pretty something is and if that evolves to envy or evolves into jealousy or evolves into you know, damn, I wish I had that. I don't know if that may help some trans people or I'm sure it, I'm sure it motivates a lot of, at least for me, it motivates me now um, when I see someone like you or someone like some of the people on our fucking discord that's so fucking pretty. I'm like, what the fuck? You know, and that's probably <laughs> what made me put on makeup 
too was I was so mad at how gorgeous everyone looked that I was like, okay, bitches, I can do it too. So then I went and got makeup and then got myself done. So I don't know. I don't know. That's why I asked you, like, if you remember your first crush or if you remember your first, like, you know, what and what made that your crush? Because I feel like crushes are something that, you know, as in like the stereotypical TV sense, it's like, ooh, you're, that's your crush, you know, and crushes is like, oh, that's someone you like for whatever reason. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting hearing like hearing your perspective on that and, and the fact that it was kind of somewhat older and all of that. And, and just like how we, like what we see in people who were kind of just drawn to in that way. Like, I know today, like my, if I were anywhere near Casey Musgraves, like my chin would just drop oh, and I, I would look like wow. a slack jawed idiot. <laughs> but because it's yeah. like, there's someone whose style and whose look I really admire in many ways. And, and oh, like, if and I could kind of. she opens her mouth though. Holy shit. Can that lady sing? It's. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's almost, and I hate saying it. It's almost like an angel. You know what I mean? Like. Pretty close, and then like an incredible songwriter too, with like exactly the style of music that I like. But, but no, like even her style in general, it's like if I could, if if there was like a person I could just be, it would be like to look like her. Oh yes, yes. Oh fuck, I look. Yeah, you're right. Because when I see her, like wear really, she wore something really gorgeous in one photo that I saw her in, and I'm like, like that. That's. I don't know if that's, is that jealousy for you or is that envy or is that, what is that for you when you see her? It's, it, I mean, maybe it's a little bit of envy, but it's also just like appreciation in some ways because like, honestly, she's written some really great music that is very affirming for, for yes, yes. like people who have very gender identities, sexual identities, like that song, Follow Your Arrow. It's like, I credit that as like, one, like I was listening to that, like when I was hiking, camping one time, and I was like, "Fuck, yeah, I need to follow my arrow. I just need to be who I am." <laughs> mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. so, and to do that within within a space in music where where like being yourself is is like very much put within a box. Like you have to be a very specific kind of person in order to belong to that world. Uh, not in her eyes, but in in many others. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, prolific songwriter. She's won multiple um grammys and like uh country like awards and stuff and it's like yes yes she's amazing oh. very true so thank you everyone for listening to today's episode of the casey musgraves appreciation society <laughs> podcast my Seriously, name is sierra yeah. it's been a pleasure to be with you <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that was a, a informative chit chat that i love doing with you at least once a month maybe even twice a month especially if something crazy happens like the fucking capitol hill riot or something like yeah that ever changes i loved chatting with you girl um you're amazing um i love the listeners uh who everyone on the discord everyone who's not on the discord yet jump on in uh the water's fine <laughs> yeah so i'd i'd like to remind our listeners of two things before we sign off one is that signing up for the discord is as simple as going to our website crossyaspodcast.com and then clicking on a button on the right side of the window that will take you to the Discord. There's a sign up link right there and you can mm -hmm. you can register. If you don't have Discord, it's really easy to download it. You can get it on your computer, mobile devices, whatever. And it's free. It's free, people. Don't think you have to pay any money for Discord. It's free. Yeah. It's you don't have to pay any money for Discord at all. And you don't have to pay any money to participate in our server. But if you do want a special designation on the server showing that you are 
a contributor to the Cross Yaz podcast, you can sign up for our Patreon, which is at patreon.com slash crossyaz. And there are many benefits for people who sign up for the Patreon. Uh, what are some of those benefits, Giselle? Um, well, you get a lot of extra stuff. Um, I've already talked about in the last Patreon pitch, but you get a digital print for $3 a month. You get a bonus Kirsten's Corner every month. That's usually NSFW with last month's being on dick pics. And $10 a month where you get all the previous things mentioned. Um, and you also, but the big thing is you get Kirsten's Empowerment Song of the Month, which last month, um, shoot, what was it? Um, she sang uh, Big White Room by Jesse J. I don't know if you've heard it yet, Sierra. It's so good. Yeah, it's really good. Like, oh my gosh, really, really good. And for a surprise for you, Sierra, she's going to do uh, Rainbow by Casey Musgraves. I don't think this month, maybe in March. Oh, that would be amazing. Well, that's my birthday month, so that that's perfect. Yeah. Okay, okay, definitely. She's going to do Rainbow by Casey Musgraves. Especially, she takes requests, people. If you have a request for her to sing, she she will do those kinds of songs. I think for the month of February, she's actually going to do a song she did for our wedding, because Kirsten loves to sing. Uh, and it's uh, Sarah Bareilles' uh, I Choose You for Valentine's Day. So, yeah, that, that sounds amazing. And of course, in order to make a request, you have to be a patron, though. You have to be a paying patron. Indeed. Indeed. Yes. Yes. And we're, it, I forget if it's in March, we got to celebrate because I don't know how, but uh, we'll do something. I think we'll find a way. We'll find yes. a way. Yes. Anyways, as always, girl, I love you. Like I would give everything to you because you've made my life so much easier and happier. And knowing you has made me a better podcaster has made me a better husband now to Kirsten and has made me a better human being. That makes sense. Well, I love you. You are one of my very favorite people. You and the podcast have helped me to feel comfortable being who I am over the last year. And there are really no words that can be said to just express how much that means to me. And there's nothing more fun than just talking to you like this and knowing that like all of our little community of friends will be listening as well. Yes, yes. And Tanya, you better get on here soon enough because we're going to keep calling you Get get on the podcast, Tanya. We miss you. We need you. We we don't even miss you. I mean, we love talking to you on the Discord, but we need you on the podcast. We pretty much do, yeah. I don't know why she she doesn't want to come on. That's fine. But we'll get her. We'll get her. She's going to get got. She is totally going to get got. Anyways, well, I love you, girl. Um, Love you. I'll go on the Discord a little bit. I know you got your own thing to handle for a little bit. Awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll be on in just a little while as well. Yes. Okay. Well, have a good night. I'll see you later in a bit. You too. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Bye. And finally, the miscellany. Yes! And that was episode 88, everyone, where you heard me and Sierra give you another chat of pretty much just us essentially shooting the shit. We talked about the importance of President Biden and his new executive orders that target transgender people. We then talked a little bit about weddings because, well, I got married to Kirsten, which her and I will delve into a little deeper on Valentine's Day, so stay tuned for that episode. And then, finally, we ended our chit-chat by talking about our Discord and crushes. Remember, everyone, join our Discord if you want to talk to me, Sierra, or any of the other wonderful Cross Yas listeners, and check out our website, www.crossyaspodcast.com, for behind-the-scenes stuff and ways you can support us, like Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash C-R-O-S-S-Y-A-A-S if you're interested. And it's also on our Cross Yas website. So if you didn't get that link, 
go over to our website. There's also still the question of the month. Remember for February, which is who was your first crush and why? What made you love them so much? Email me your answer, Giselle at CrossYasPodcast.com, or just head on over to our Discord and make it easy. You can hit me up, Rochi underscore Mochi, and let's have our own chat. I'll even share it on the podcast if you like. Hope you enjoy this chit chat, you guys. If you haven't noticed already, kind of ramping up the episode releases just to get back on track. January was a bit of a busy month for me, so I'm just trying to get back to your regular scheduled programming here in February. I'll release yet another Kiriyas convo, this time with Kelly Mason, a cross-dresser from Michigan who will come on the podcast to tell her story. I might release that first part of our convo this Saturday, February 6th, just because, well, Kelly Mason was yet another fantastic guest, and I can't wait to share with you what she has to say. It's a two-part convo that, again, I'll probably release the first part this Saturday and the second part the following Saturday. And then, of course, Sunday is Valentine's Day, so yeah, I'll have that episode up as well. But after that curious convo, I'll get back to the bi-weekly episode releases just so we can have some sense of continuity. So that means I'll release the next curious convo sometime at the end of the month. But that's all for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed the rest of your week. I hope you know that I love you all so much, and I'm so thankful to have garnered such an awesome audience. Again, I always say this, but I really wouldn't be here without you, and it's you, the cross yas listener, that keeps me motivated and constantly wanting to put out quality content. Thank you again so much, and as always, keep it fresh, stay blessed, and remember, you're gorgeous! Again, guys, I'm not here to diagnose or treat anything. I'm just here to share my story. Have others come on the podcast to share their story, to help you learn about the world of cross-dressing, sexuality, and gender a bit more.